Guys, what did the um, what did the cell say when he smacked his foot off the table? What I don't know, Brian. Mitosis. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> boys and girls, to a fucking episode. Of oh um, man, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Champion. Uh, I'm Steve. Guys, Steve Champion. Guys, we all got the Corvids. <laughs> our COVID episode. <laughs> this is our COVID episode. I'm really sorry. I'm officially uh, changing last week's episode to session 19. It's <laughs> fucked yeah. up, Meg. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you who um, don't live with us, I guess, I don't know, we didn't, um, we had our uh, uh, session 19 mini-sode where we had we had our boy B2 over uh, to Junior. my house. Yeah, he didn't get sick though, right? He didn't get sick at all. He didn't get sick, which was great. At least the guest didn't get sick. But Meg <laughs> came in here and barfed Corvids all over us. <laughs> so unbeknownst, me and, St- me and St- yes, she you know no what? Symptoms. Sharing she is caring, know. though, guys. Yes, we're not blaming Meg necessarily. I'm not considering pressing charges. I'm just saying that she did come and barf Corv in our mouths, and now me and Steve are sick, and Meg's on the tail end. So it's all been, I think, overall safe to say we've all had mild symptoms, mild yeah. to moderate. Nothing like I. It felt like a be- like I'm definitely on the mend, um, but it felt at worst like a bad cold for me yeah. personally. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, don't want to act like it's not serious because I mean, I, for one, am fully vaccinated. So that probably played a part in, you know, it not being me being devastatingly sick. Um, because one of my coworkers got it, um, a couple weeks ago and he was like crazy sick. Mm -hmm. So people are still getting sick out there, but luckily sounds like none of us had a, we all had a pretty mild experience, which is good. Yeah. As a, as a great big fat pig, I, uh, (laughs) I'm very happy that I got myself double vaxxed because, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I think that I'm at risk, <laughs> but, you know, I've been vaxxed. So it was yeah. just a terrible summer cold where yeah, I that's... can't stop sweating. <laughs> yeah, I laid yeah. in bed and watched a lot of movies. I literally watched movies for like four days straight. Mm-hmm. I watched a tremendous amount of I probably honestly in the last four days watched like 20 movies. That's that's impressive. I have to say, I'm a really bad, sick person where I'm like, Yes, and does this have anything to do with this illness or are you just a bad, sick person? (laughs) I don't know. I thought that was just a statement. I'm I'm a bad, sick person. It was a comma with like between the bad and the sick. No, I just like the moment I was like, okay, I don't have a fever. I cannot sit around anymore. I just Mm -hmm. like I, I knew I should just like relax. And overall I did. But then I also went and played disc golf by myself for four days in a row. Oh, well, that's fun. I thought you were going to say you went to like Arby's and barfed COVID at everyone like you did. No, I just like I couldn't sit still anymore. Like there's yeah. only so much Silicon Valley I could keep watching. Mm-hmm. I watched so many movies I've watched a hundred times. Sorry, Steve, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to ask, do you guys think it was when we shared that loose bag of nuts <laughs> where we all put our fucking but dirty, grubby Brian, hands in the uh, same bag of Junior, food? Junior, Junior spit out my did. drink when you said that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> like it was when we shared that loose bag of nuts. <laughs> 
Yeah. Keep or just when we were just like here. screaming in each other's faces from very close proximity. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> oh man, I just remember because I'm like that day I was like developing a cough and I like remember looking over at Steven and being like, cough and then turn back and I'm like, damn it, that's what happened. Yeah. I remember one time at, at one point Meg held me down and just hocked a loogie in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's when it happened. I do, um, I do like inflicting pain on people, so yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, it was uh, like I said, it was it. It sucked, uh, but it wasn't. You know, I, I've been way, 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 way sicker than that. Um, so I watched. Oh boy, I went on a, on a on a like a spaghetti western run one oh, day. Shit, yeah. mm, nice. Uh, I watched like uh, a few dollars more. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And I wasn't even watching like short movies. I was watching like. Big, like epic movies. Oh yeah. Um, I watched Jaws for the nine millionth time. I obviously watched Mayhem, which we're going to talk about today. I watched a couple stinkers, uh, a couple Giallo flicks. I've watched a bunch of crazy shit. Actually, there's definitely ones where like I know I watch way more than that. I don't even remember because I was just laying there in my weird <laughs> sick haze. Just like there was a couple times where just whatever came up next, I was just like, yeah. eh, all right. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I watched two that i i think are of note and like one we'll get to because i think uh meg also saw but uh it one i saw was called exiled which was oh, okay. a it's a johnny toe uh kind of like triad film okay and it's just such a dude's rock fucking like gunfight film yeah this this movie's fucking awesome you'll oh, love yeah, it you texted about this one yeah, you yeah. Texted a picture yeah of it. i think yeah i think you'll love it but uh yeah if anybody wants to check that out but the other one i saw was the black phone because mm-hmm. that's on VOD. And, yeah, uh, wait, you saw that it, I, yeah, I thought I saw it on VOD for like twenty bucks, and I was like, "No, let's go." Not. Yeah, it was tw- so. That was the thing. Is actually, I, I couldn't remember because I was going to watch that, and then I was going to watch uh, 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 the Norseman, the Northman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't um, see that one. And one of them was like five ninety nine to rent, which I was like, "All right, it's like a new really. That's fine." But the other one was like, "Yeah." 1999 I'm like fuck yeah. that noise <laughs> yeah I got out of I my technically isolation period ended yesterday so mm-hmm. I snuck out and hid in the corner of the movies and saw the black phone as well mm-hmm. um and it, I um I feel like I have a lot of thoughts and I'm still kind of processing it but overall yeah. I, I enjoyed it and I thought it had a lot of layers to it mm-hmm. and I think the emotional connection between like the siblings is really what kind of keeps you drawn into the story and it's like mm-hmm. almost less about the kidnapping at times mm-hmm. yeah I don't know how you felt Steve but did you well yeah I mean I, I liked it a lot and it's like if mm-hmm. you like the film Prisoners from like 2013 I think you'll, oh, I don't think I've seen that. That doesn't sound it. familiar. That's a that's a really good film, but um, you know, it, uh, this one's a not quite as dark as that. I think, yeah. but um, Meg, did you catch a lot of the kind of parallels between uh the 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 girl in this film and the girl in Psycho Goreman? Yes, I I, okay. you know, it I was, was very I saw your tweet remini- about that, but I didn't get the reference. Yeah, You'd have was, to see both movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very reminiscent of like a few different things. Like I got especially just freshly watching Stranger Things, you get kind of that by this like kid collective type thing. You know, all the way the mm-hmm. kids interact, and then even just the time period, as well as um, 
even the music. Like I liked the music a lot too. The soundscape to it was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the girl is just very parallel to Psycho Goreman. Exactly. Yeah. Because she, she's like, because she's like, seem like that type of movie at all. It doesn't seem like that, but there's just yeah. like little things like she she's like cussing out cops at one point. Yeah, she's like <laughs> super she's like, badass. Yeah. And she's like, uh, you know, she's getting into fights with boys, and then she's also. Um, she's constantly fighting with jesus <laughs> same same bro yeah she like she she's like jesus come on if you're there help me <laughs> oh, find my brother <laughs> okay it's like what's his name yeah or what's her name mimi mimi is yeah, that what yeah. it is it? yeah it's yeah like where she's like about that she just wanted to know what shade she wanted to wear and she was like fuck you i was gonna wear these ones the whole time yeah. there's a new god in town like right <laughs> So yeah, there's just like a you know, but overall yeah, I think the Black Phone's a good film. But yeah, yeah if you like that film, do a double feature with uh, Prisoners mm. from 2013. That that movie's amazing. I I'll, I'll see, that, I'll see that. that where that is because I wouldn't mind actually with it being fresh on my mind too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like Prisoners. Sounds like one of those ones that flew under the radar because it has a terrible name, kind of like Mayhem, which we're yeah. gonna watch. <laughs> or we're gonna talk about here in yeah. a second. But before we did that, two two things that I, well, one thing I watched uh, last night, which I've seen a hundred times, but I just it's one of it's honestly every time I watch it, I look I love this movie more, and it is in my mind one of the greatest schlock horror movies of all time. Um, is Humanoids from the Deep. Mm. aka monster um humanoids from the deep it doesn't get a lot of attention because like it's super it's just like it's just it's raunchy it's schlocky like it's just uh but it's actually has like good practical effects and like pretty good performances and a great like monster but also like a great villain too um and oh man that movie fucking rules and weird parts <laughs> and and sleazy parts and like oh fuck i love that movie so much um but then the um the director i guess that's like the whole thing because it is very sleazy and very like misogynistic and then the uh they everyone's like the excuse would be like oh but it's actually directed by a woman which is true mm-hmm. but then you learn like the director pretty much like disavowed the movie like she yeah. didn't, hates it <laughs> yeah um but it's a it's a roger corman produced flick and she doesn't like the fact that when she like turned it in i forget her name's escaped me right now um roger was like uh yeah i'm gonna need more sex and violence like when we talked about um from monsters from the deep because i think i feel like it got brought up because all of this Maybe. is like way like yeah, I yeah, feel like maybe. deja vu right now. Could be. I talk about this movie a lot. I fucking <laughs> I just love this movie. I just need to watch um, it now. And then also, guys, next Sunday, a week from we're recording this the day before it's getting released. Next Sunday is uh the nature boy, Ric Flair. It's his last match, guys. Are you getting oh. pay per view? No. <laughs> I don't want to see like, that old like man die like, and pay for it. Like, I put that in quotation mark, his last match. Well, yeah. they're doing yeah, he'll probably be wrestling for ten more years, but he is like eighty fucking years old. Um I don't know how old he is. He's definitely in his seventies. Uh yeah. well into his seventies. Um but yeah, me me and uh me and uh my buddy Brian are Long time, uh, long time Ric Flair fans. Um, so we're we're doing it. We're getting. I don't even know the promotion. It's not. I keep want to say Starcade. It's not Starcade. It's like it's uh, it's like uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. It is, but it's they call it something something Cade or Star something. It might but, be yeah. Starcade or Starcast. Say, 
I think so, it was Starcast or something. Okay. I was a promotion I wasn't really familiar with. It's it's in Nashville, which um, I we almost debated whether we wanted to drive down to Nashville <laughs> for it because um, my brother lives there. But now we're we're gonna get the uh, we're gonna get the pay per view. But yeah, it's uh, it's. I don't know anything about this promotion. I don't know anything about the storyline besides like a trailer video sent me. But I know Jeff Jarrett. It's a tag team. Yeah. Two guys I don't know. Uh, one of them partnering up with the Nature Boy. One of them partnering up with so, Jay. <laughs> so the guy partnering with the Nature Boy is mm. actually his son-in-law. Oh. He's he's this he he's this wrestler that was in WWE for a minute. Um, but his name's Andrade. Oh, okay. I didn't even can I, I remember that name now, but I don't yeah. couldn't even make the connection that was him. Yeah, so I guess Andrade met his daughter Charlotte Flair in mm-hmm. WWE, and then they they got married. Flair. Yeah, interesting. So now, yeah, it's a, his son-in-law, and then uh, the other guy partnering with Jeff Jarrett is Jay Lethal. He's just famous on the indies. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've I've definitely heard that name before, but so it's not necessarily associated with like a WWE like no like oh, okay. no that'd be interesting because they're, they're bringing in wrestlers from everywhere. Except WWE, really. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Although Jeff Jarrett, I think, technically works for WWE right now. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna be slamming some beers. I'm be doing a lot of double. I'm doing a lot of double D, double J trots across the living room. <laughs> um, probably gonna smash some guitars over people's heads as well. Because I'm not only just a Nature Boy fan, also a big big Jeff Jarrett fan too. I mean. He's one of the one of the great fucking heels of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, all right. Listen, this isn't wrestling hour, guys. We're talking about <laughs> spooky movies. Um, let's. We have a couple things we got to talk about. I assume uh, or Meg slamming beers. I was going to say. I I'm not actually slamming, slamming a beer. What was that? that this was a is tea? the hop tea. Hop tea. Hop tea. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm still. Yeah, I'm, I'm like seven days. I haven't had a beer since last Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Same. I am. Uh, I am drinking actually a little ginger beer, a little Saranac 1888 ginger beer. Um, I still don't have like really any sense of smell. Oh, you did lost. Lose? I did oh, not. Completely. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. I completely lost my sense of smell. Even last this morning, I was making the kids like bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Couldn't smell bacon at all oh, cooking man. thick cut bacon couldn't smell it like that's how gone my sense of smell is oh no yeah so uh hopefully that comes back um you it's know as a beer to job, sensory you know? guy that's a <laughs> part of my career um but in the meantime while we wait for that uh i have definitely been eating healthier because i can't really do t- I haven't had a cigarette since Tuesday either, though. I was like, I'm cutting it all out. It's like, yeah, going cold turkey here. Um, I've definitely lost like 10 pounds, I think, too, because I just haven't been eating anything (laughs) Uh, or drinking beer. Any case, um, that's not what we're talking about. This isn't the Corvus hour. (laughs) Um, This is uh, we've got our showdown episode coming up here. And so we're going to announce what topics uh, I'm sorry, not what topics, what movies we're going to pick for our topic. And if you recall, we announced on last week's episode that the topic that was chosen by you, our uh, lovely listeners and social media friends, 
was untraditional or I'm sorry, non-traditional vampire flicks. So for those of you who are not familiar with how that comes about, every month we do a showdown episode where each pick a movie. That movie comes from uh, a series of topics that you suggest. We choose at random, then you vote on them if you want to help us pick those topics in the future. Or just like last uh, week, we actually did a, um, a listener... Um, suggestion as well. Uh, if you want to make listener suggestions for minisodes and stuff like that, go on old social medias and search Halloween is forever. It's a little dang digital pumpkin guy. You'll find it. Uh, my brain is not equipped right now to remember all of the uh, of the handles for the social medias, but search us. It's fine, guys. You'll figure it the fuck out. So are we ready to announce our non-traditional vampire flicks for the August showdown? Yes. I think so. Steve, you you are the champ with the uh, with the all the with that all the rights and privileges of the championship come with you. So you can choose, you know, the order in which we announce. Um, I'm trying to think what would Meg hate the most. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Meg should get a punishment for trying to kill us. <laughs> you guys have done this to me. I feel like every month you're always looking for a way well, to torture always, me. You are almost always trying to murder us. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I I'm, can't talk I'm, about those type of things on air, but um, I'm gonna say no. Brian, you have to go first. I have to go first. Oh, yeah. I like that because then I get I I get my first pick. Yeah. Um, and I only am, be I, mad I, if he picks one of mine. So I actually have two that I'm that I'm really close with. One, it's definitely the one I want to pick. It's probably the one I would pick. But there's another one that I know is really gonna get in Meg's craw. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So, ooh, craw, craw, e, craw, e, craw. Uh, what do I want to? What I, you know? What I'm just gonna do? I'm gonna go with my instinct here. I'm gonna pick my uh, one of my favorite flicks um, with one of my favorite actors uh, featuring a couple of my favorite actors in it. Um, I'm gonna go with 1987's uh, American neo western horror flick, Near Dark starring uh, uh, just a fantastic ensemble cast, but among them, one of my favorites, Mr. Bill Paxton and Lance Hendrickson. Love both of those gentlemen. This is wait. I really want to know which movie would get under under my skin here. Um, I was going to uh, pick Let the Right One In um, and Steal Your Swedish. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. And it's a great movie. I I, I really, really like that movie. Um, But uh, 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 I did not. No, wait, wait. Which one is the original? Let, Let the, the right, right one in. in is the original and oh, Let Me In. Let yes. Me In is the American remake. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. the right one in. Um, I don't think I ever saw the American remake. Mm. Um, Neither did I. I don't think I ever watched it. The original is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome movie. Um, but I just have such a soft spot for Was that for your Dark. second choice, too? Or? Yeah, that oh, was going to okay, be my second him. choice, nice. yeah. So that one was on my second choice as well. Let the right one in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good and one. I'm, I'm wondering if I take it now. It's a good one. It's, it's a not. Good hey, in. hey, I'm going to say I haven't seen it, so you can take it. I, I wasn't on my list. Mm. Mm. So, <sighs> I mean, so I can come oh. out with mine. Tough spot. Tough spot. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do it. You're going right. to do it? And then and then I'll And then I'll make my promise right now. Yeah. That if I win... That we'll do the f- we'll do fun again. No pun- no bad punishment movies because yeah. my my first choice was going to be Life Force. 
Oh, fuck. I love mm. Life Force. I totally forgot about Life Force. I oftentimes completely forget it's a vampire movie. Yeah. Because uh, it's a goddamn weird space vampire uh, <laughs> with with. With, with big boobs. Um, man, that's a great movie. I love Life Force. Life, Life Force, Force fucking rules. It's such a great movie. It's also another one that terrible name. Yeah, right. Call it I feel like I'm super tempted s- just to take it right now and say sexy space vampires. <laughs> say something like, you know what I mean? Life Force rules. I forgot about that movie. Damn. Oh, that's funny. Um, anyway, I wouldn't have picked it over Near Dark because, but... Life force there, there's rules. yeah there's some things in it that just kind of fall apart here and there and it would be also be like it's definitely anyway we won't get into it there's yeah. no, it's it's a moot point but it's it's vampire i mean it's a vampire but it's almost vampire adjacent in a way well they call them vampires in the film anyway i know mm. that 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 but and it's, it's and it's based off a novel called the space vampires so really it's hard, okay yeah, okay it's yeah. hard okay. to space <laughs> vampires damn but if they want to call it fucking space vampires yeah Call it space vampires. It was, yeah, well. I mean, it's, it's a classic. Um, anyway. All right, Meg. All right. I was um, going back and forth. I don't think I'm going to go with this one, but I really liked it after watching it. It's like a newer one called Bliss, but I just loved how chaotic mm. and kind of intense it was. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm actually going to go with it. I think I'm going to go with a hometown hero film. Oh. George Romero's uh, 1977 Martin. I'm going to go with that Martin. one. It's interesting. I just thought it, I found it to be pretty interesting, and I want to talk about it. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good flick, classic flick. Love me some Romero. Um, long flick. Yeah, Blit. What's that? <laughs> long flick. Long one. It's a mm-hmm. long boy. Um, I uh, kind of forgot about Bliss. I watched it when it got because it was a Shutter exclusive, I think, mm-hmm. right off the bat. And I watched it, and it's like incredibly gory, like. Mm-hmm. But I do think if I remember it, like pretty much falls apart in like the third act. Is that the one with the painting? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was kind of what like turned me off because I mean, like, I feel like there probably could still be a good argument for it being a really great vampire movie. Um, because I, I like I I really do think I don't know, in looking at all these vampire films, they have like very similar themes throughout all of them. They're either going for like sex drugs or some sort of addiction thing and mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so i was like kind of had it all but um yeah it, i definitely can agree i think it kind of felt like that last scene i'm just like meh i fucking rules though i'd hang did, that in yeah. my house definitely. <laughs> i i couldn't go away from like i couldn't get away from the western vampires i love a damn desert western vampire <laughs> i love it i love it i couldn't get away from it um although i like snow vampires too i like 30 days of night i like mm-hmm. that movie actually I a too. lot um it used to play on what a I was it AF uh, AMC or something like that. I used to play that movie like fucking every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I of did, course um, uh, let throw one in. Yeah, have you guys? Did you guys watch the addiction ever? Mm-hmm. I and like no. prepping for it, I, I watched it. It was had has like Lily Thompson and like Christopher Walken in it. But it's another one of those like okay, vampires being compared to like having addictions and stuff like that. I thought yep. it was interesting, and I I'm glad I watched it. But I was like, it was a little week in that and I was like I don't want to I feel like when it gets too like thematic or like too on the nose I was like eh, I don't know I don't know if I could go with it and have a strong argument all right well we've got our picks guys go out and watch them again back to back to back is really the only way to do it otherwise you're a coward get real <laughs> fucked up um, and just 
triple feature it. Get ready for for the uh, the showdown episode, which is coming up. That's next week, ain't it? Yeah. God damn, this summer's going fast, which means shit, guys. Spooky season is upon us uh, very, very soon. So um, I have already started buying decorations. I'm already planning costumes. Yeah. I mean, just get your shit together. Get your fucking ducks in a row, guys. It's going to be August soon. Let's get to the movie at hand. Uh, We were originally going to do Nope, and we were all going to go see it at the theaters when it released. But again, um, Meg barfed Corvids in our mouth, so we couldn't (laughs) do it. Um, So we ended up doing uh, another one of our favorite uh, traditions, which is to be roulette uh so we went on uh went went to our sacred text which is to be um if again if you are not familiar with to be um just if you care at all for your uh soul uh download it familiarize yourself with it um i'm thinking about starting like a bible quizzing type of thing but it's just to be related only mm-hmm. about movies on Tubi. um th- we ended up with a damn gem uh frankly i i i'm gonna say it's the greatest movie in the world but like you can you can as we said in the past you can do worse <laughs> you can do worse to be to be giveth and to be taketh away and you can be smited pretty damn quick playing with fire here but we ended up with a, a pretty pretty nice quality flick here one called mayhem from 2017 had you guys seen this before yeah before this? yeah i didn't realize until i started watching it that i had but i have yeah it was, yeah. yeah this was on many of you may have uh, uh probably saw it uh for the first time well, maybe not probably, but many of you likely saw it on uh, The Last Drive-In because Joe Bob Briggs did it on, I think, season three of The Last Drive-In. Um, and that was the first time I saw it and uh, remember being, you know, having a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by Joe Lynch. Um, and I've listened to his podcast before, but I didn't know a lot about his directing background, but he directed... Uh, one of the wrong turn movies, right? Mm-hmm. Not the first one, but one no, of the sequels. No, one of the sequels. Yeah, um, and, and and a couple of other things as well. There was one other like pretty decent genre credit he has as well. I forget. He's um, uh, he's on the it's it's like the Chillerama or whatever. Oh the, yes, Chillerama. It's a it's a um, it is a anthology. Really cool low budget incredibly stupid but in a really fun way anthology that i stumbled on to be years ago and it has a wraparound about being at a drive-in which of course i'm gonna you know be a fucking total mark for Mm -hmm. um and it has some really fun uh you know um actors and if i recall the guy who runs the drive-in is the guy from office space who um i don't remember his name but he's the one that he's like you know when they're like what would you say you do and he's like i'm a people person you know and you know he's the guy who tries to <laughs> kill you know he, he tries to kill himself and then ends up you know doing the jump to conclusions matt and getting the anyway that guy is in it as like the 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 um, drive-in owner and you know uh, uh, operator and stuff and it's it's actually a really fun flick one of the I am trying to remember one of the uh, vignettes is about like Frankenstein 
being built by Nazis or something or a, or a, or a Nazi Frankenstein. Yeah, it's called it's the com- Diary of Anne Frankenstein. That's it. It's super, super stupid and completely That's over the funny. top. But it has some recognizable people in it. And it's really funny. And just like it's one of those movies you're watching and you're like, how the fuck did they get this made? With like <laughs> fairly notable people, in. like you'll recognize faces. It was, it was. Uh, it's you see absolutely that one's called worth the watch. Hatch- or hatchet. No, uh, ch- no, uh, Chillerama. Chillerama. Okay. Yeah, cool. uh, he did the Wrong Turn, Wrong Turn Two as well, which is probably much more well known. But in any case, this movie has a pretty interesting. Uh, this movie being mayhem, we kind of alluded at. Like a lot of folks, when I hear people talk about it, one of the first things they say is like, "This movie." didn't really get a lot of notoriety because it has a terrible name like mayhem it's tells a little you generic about yeah. it. it's very generic like i said it's only from a few years ago it was written by an argentinian guy um Mateus caruso caruso um but it was shot in serbia um and he was actually planning on shooting this in pittsburgh initially hmm. but it hmm. was too expensive i guess he couldn't get enough um you know enough days out of the crew for for the budget they were working with um so they ended up you know they could get twice as many days in serbia and somebody who he worked with in the past on this movie this you know production company in serbia or or this i don't know whatever connections in serbia and they ended up doing it there but uh, most of you will recognize, if you've seen it, you'll remember it from starring um, uh, Stephen Young, who is, uh, is it you, is his last name pronounced, is it Young? I would go Young. with that. Yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. Young. or Yoon, it, yeah. but Yoon, I, think it's, I think it's more Young. <clears throat> yeah, he is, uh, you'll, you'll recognize him right away, any genre fans, as Glenn, which was the best character from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and pretty much the show ended when he when he was gone. He was the only one you gave a shit about, really, <laughs> the yeah. entire show mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and uh, and I was a diehard fan of that show. I watched the premiere, the first episode, like Halloween night when it came out, like 2010 or something like that. I forget. And mm-hmm. they're still fucking doing it, and they'll probably do it again for 10 more years. But the, the, the show is not nearly as good as it used to be. But um, he was Glenn, who was the pizza boy, who, you know, ultimately became like a huge, you know, kind of leader within the group and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and then Samara Weaving is in as well. So they're kind of the two leads. And they, they, but there's a lot of good um, supporting performances in this movie as well. Yeah, there's good supporting performances, but you like I don't really recognize any of them. There's mm-hmm. there's only one character in this that I f- like recognize from a different film. Yeah, and that was uh, the the like the head of security guy. Mm-hmm. He was in a film called The Trip. Okay, which is uh, like it was by the guy who did Dead Snow. Okay, so like he. It, it, he like plays a rather comedic role in that but like other than that everybody else is kind of like a blank face to me well really? uh, the guy who played the hr guy he was super familiar to me and i had to look up a little bit of where i've seen him from and he was also on the walking dead but i feel like i've yep. seen him in other stuff um like he definitely had a familiar face for me yeah i recognize him from the walking dead because i remember even when he was on there we used to call him he was uh well we didn't call him that but he is wish.com john ritter <laughs> like he, he, just, he looks like him he kind of yeah. acts like him um but uh the other person i recognized was the the woman who played the i don't remember the name but they called her the siren she was like the kind of main antagonist for the mm-hmm. most, yeah. one of the like supporting antagonists she, i've seen her on pop up on on um 
I think like TV episodes and stuff like okay. that before. But most of the people in the background, they said, um, like pretty much everyone was was Serbian for the most mm-hmm. part mm. in, in the background. Um, anyway, uh, Young plays Derek. Um, so he works at this kind of law firm. They do this whole, you know, setup uh, that he works at this kind of soulless, terrible, you know, giant multinational law firm type of thing. Um, and, you know, started out as just like, a, you know, entry level, I don't know, law clerk or lawyer or whatever. And then he's kind of made his way up to like middle management, I guess. Um, and, you know, he's been just, you know, he's kind of the rat race, you know, controls his life 100%. He has no time for family, friends, anything, you know, he wants to pursue like art apparently, which they kind of allude to a little bit at the beginning. Um, and he just doesn't have any time for anything. He's just totally engulfed in career progression and dealing with all this like insane comedic level of like office politics that's happening. Mm -hmm. And he knows the whole thing is kind of shit. Um, but he's kind of pretending that like he's immune to it a little bit, but he's, he's coming to the conclusion that he's definitely not. And that he's unhappy mm-hmm. in what he's doing. So then Melanie, who's played by, uh, Samara weaving, um, she comes in and she's acting as a lawyer. Um, and her house is getting foreclosed on. They come to a collusion pretty quickly. She's not actually a lawyer. She's mm-hmm. there to try to get to the you know, bottom of like this scenario that happened with her house that's being foreclosed on. And you're getting introduced to all these characters, um, these bad guys around the office. And they all have like, you know, there's the HR guy, which they call the Reaper. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like the super backstabby, like a more upper management person. They call her um, the, 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 the siren because mm-hmm. she's always like, you know, whispering in people's ears and stuff like that so you have all this stuff going on did you guys get like some like mild zombie land vibes from like the way they like were introducing all of this stuff yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i said it was like zombie land meets um running man <laughs> like because <laughs> they all bit. have these little like it, it's like all the it's like corporate mini bosses that are um <laughs> set up almost like uh like you levels know, in a video game streets almost. Streets of Rage. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say it's like it's like Streets of Rage or or I mean, the running man is literally just a fucking video game on yeah. <laughs> movie form. Yeah. So except for instead of Jim Brown, it's wish.com John Ritter. <laughs> it is sub zero. Now just zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that one. Anyway, um, yeah, so, but it is set up. It's this very surrealist type of thing. But you can tell, like, they sat down and were like, let's make the running man, but in a, like, in a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then they, of course, there's this, like, super crazy CEO. His name's John something or other. Um, anyway, they, there is this virus, um, you know, a, a, not, it's not a zombie virus because it doesn't kill you. In fact, it's not lethal, the virus itself. But uh, they go through this kind of flimsy explanation that it basically like suppresses the id or something like that in your personality. So basically you have like zero impulse control. Mm-hmm. You just act on instinct. Emotions are turned up to 11. Um, you know, it's that that's basically what happens. So it just makes you want to like fight and fuck and freak out. Basically mm-hmm. the three halves fight, fuck, freak out. <laughs> um, and so these out breaks are happening all over the world um and one of them happens within this giant 
headquarters building for this law firm. So uh, long story short, uh, it's basically the setup. Derek gets fired that day because he set up by the siren to take the fall for some mistake with this big giant client that he wasn't responsible for. Um, technically she was, but she sets him up to be the, the, the fall man for this. And he Mm -hmm. gets fired as a result of it. As he's being like basically kicked out of the building, SWAT team comes hazmat government people show up and they shut the whole building down. Right. And they quarantine him and they say, basically we're putting this like, (laughs) well <laughs> like an, it's gonna wear off in eight hours or whatever are they mm-hmm. did they put something in the vents that yeah. is gonna yeah. make it wear off after eight hours yeah. or something or get it which, out of the air basically yeah it's pretty flimsy the whole thing's pretty flimsy but it's 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 just a setup to go here's why it makes sense that nobody can leave this building mm-hmm. and no m- anyone you know can come in and this is going to turn into lord of the flies in this building basically right <laughs> so you have eight um, hours of battle royale. Pretty much. <laughs> and, oh, and this is a very important part is they specify they, they've also uh, explained now that a, a person who worked at this firm who was one of the first people or not first, but he was infected with the virus and murdered one of his coworkers ended up getting off, you know, completely walking uh, and getting off the murder charges because of the virus defense. Right. And it, so, and it was Derek who found that loophole. Yeah. To create this defense that makes it legal for people to murder when they're under, you know, infected. So you're basically not responsible for your active for your actions at all mm-hmm. while you're infected. So there's a whole this bunch of people. This is how we use bioweapons to make the purge happen. <clears throat> That's okay, what- Meg. Let's not plan <laughs> <laughs> the end of society. Yeah. <laughs> This is how we do it, guys. That's it's not. Just we're not put in it a in brainstorming the air. session. I mean, yeah, COVID, you're already so. in the red column of bioterrorism on this show. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah, you are on thin ice, lady. There was just um, something that felt very connected to the whole thing, guys. Like, yeah. it's probably lucky we're not together. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say that. It, Meg's wearing sunglasses too, which means when she takes one of them off, her eye's going to be red. She got a red eye. One glass. Yeah. That's one of the things that I, I didn't mention either is um, the virus. One of the telltale, telltale signs for somebody who's been infected is their eye uh, turns red. Usually it's just one, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, one eye turns all like red and bloodshot and itchy. Um, so it is, you know, that is the, uh, that is the tell. Uh, of why you know how you can figure out somebody's been infected but they get locked in the building um you can tell that derek is kind of a good guy because he kind of saves like this this um administrative assistant who's getting like berated by this big douchebag he kind of saves her from that this is before shit goes wild so like he's trying to not be a total piece of shit um but he's very much getting sucked up into this piece of shit culture um so when stuff really hits the fan he ends up call it like basically saying okay i'm going up to talk to the the top brass they call them the nine they're like the board of directors and ceo i'm gonna go talk to these fuckers and they quick he quickly just gets like sent down to the basement and these goons that work for the ceo just like beat the shit out of him his one friend who plays a pretty inconsequential role in the movie gets killed in this scene too so derek's like 
fuck yeah, I'm going to I'm going balls to the wall. I'm getting to the top floor and I'm going to kill the CEO or I'm going to face him and do whatever. Um, he ends up getting thrown in a room with Melanie, who was getting kicked out of the building when this all happened as well. So now all of a sudden he and Melanie, who had it out earlier, um, they have a fight scene. She beats the shit out of him. <laughs> fuck yeah, she I, does. I love <laughs> I love this scene. Yeah. Because they just start spitting in each other's faces. <laughs> oh, yeah. It starts with spitting in each other's faces. That's actually it's, it's, what happened last Sunday. Why yeah, we all yeah, that's pretty much how this happened. Um, yeah. And, and she's she's a great character. She's super like she's like this badass. But then she's also kind of the c- comedic relief, too. Yeah. Uh, because she just is like a fucking wild card and just says wild shit and like you know laughs what? when people get killed and stuff. for a couple of <laughs> seconds before i realized who it actually was i thought it was like margot robbie and i was just like oh, yeah. oh i was like oh shit this is basically her harley quinn in like yeah. a normal form yeah it, she know? does look she does look a lot like her they 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 have um they have very similar facial features. Well, yeah, and also, so I was just basically her character in this, like her. It is basically this, like really kooky, crazy, like yeah, metalhead yeah, yeah. chick yeah. is just like singing and screaming and uh, just being like, "Oh my god, chaos is amazing." Yeah, I mean, is there is so like that original Suicide Squad movie came out a year before this, I think. Mm. So, like, do you think like she uh, auditioned? to be Harley Quinn didn't get it and then just did Harley Quinn on this film instead. It's not I'm, that on the nose. I it's mean, not that on the nose, but there's no, some she real... Doesn't do, she doesn't do like the like accent and shit like that. No, like she doesn't Harley do Quinn. the accent, but there's no. just some real Harley Quinn moments yeah, where like... Hints. Hints. Like the, the one scene where like she's in the office and the, uh, the, the, the siren is yelling at her assistant She's like, Meg, go get me some coffee. And she's like, yeah, yeah man, coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like her. It is just like she's so like a mocking. Shit, she's and- a shit pot stirrer. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. For sure. There's a lot of good lines. In this. I mean, the whole thing is played very, very tongue in cheek. Um, Like the violence. It's like very implied that there's a lot of brutality and there are some brut- brutal scenes, but you actually see like a lot happens off screen, which is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, But also. Uh, there's a lot of just little lines in the background that you catch. Um, like when shit really, when they're really demonstrating that shit's hitting the fan and like everyone in the office, there's like a big, like open office floor plan thing with all these like cubicles and people are just going wild, beating the shit out of each other, killing each other, like screaming, fucking each other, all kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, the one goes, uh, there's this woman, she's like, I'm going to, she's on the phone with somebody. She goes, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, all right, bye mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, one of the ones I noticed that just made me laugh is, um, there's just a guy in the background who has like all these donuts lined up on top of a cubicle <laughs> and like his impulse is to just take a bite out of a donut and put it down and then take a bite out of the next donut. Like, that's his background action. Like, and literally yeah. in the same scene is there's people fucking. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, are you talking about the couple that's like over the desk? Fucking? Yeah. Yeah. They, they were actually fucking according to IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they even, the director said that, that that was a couple. They, they were, extras but they mm-hmm. they were they were a couple in real life and they were just like fuck it and they actually started <laughs> bowing, bowing on camera oh that's hilarious yeah that's amazing um 
Fuck it. So, we're in Serbia. I was going to say Serbian extras. Like, what the fuck? They don't give a <laughs> They'll shit. Do whatever. They'll do whatever. <laughs> Steven Yeun had to smell Padusi trying to do his lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were saying, Joe Bob was even saying that, like, the director and the director's commentary even says that, like, it smelt like sex in there. Because <laughs> these two were just fucking going at it. Um, so she learns that uh, Melanie learns that basically this can all go away if the one of the the nine this one uh, uh, Smythe is her last name. What was it again? It was uh, mm-hmm. fuck. Um, she's like the the, the queen bitch kind of like she's like just and and the, I don't remember the name of the the actor, but she like does a great. She plays that character that you're like God. I want this character to die so bad. You know, because she's just like mean as fuck and just like doesn't give a shit about anybody. Um, And she's dressed kind of like the trunch bowl from uh, from uh, uh, Matilda (laughs) too a little bit. Um, But she says what you you need to get her signature. And she is, you know, with the nine up top. And basically, like, if you help me get up there to, to, you know, talk to the nine, like I'll deliver you to um, Smythe or whatever her name is. So, um they kind of team up, you know, from from that point point forward. And the first thing that they do is Derek like MacGyvers together a phone in the basement so he can call Vandercorp, which was the client that got fucked with this mistake that he got fired for and basically outs them for what happened because they were going to try to, you know, keep it secret. And then he also explains that basically there was another lawsuit that they could have won and he was pressured into saying they couldn't. And so they lost out on a bunch of money or whatever. So basically, uh, you know, their biggest, this law firm's biggest client basically tells them to fuck off because Derek outs them to them. Um, so this, so now this creates all this animosity between the CEO and the nine and, and Derek, and he puts out like a bounty on his head. Did, Did you feel like these, these two kind of plot points of, the whole thing, the whole situation of how Derek gets fired and this uh, plot point of like, you know, calling up Vandercourt and like, I couldn't get into that because I'm not in that world. And so like the stakes just don't feel, I don't, it's like, it's vague, it's vague and corporate enough that I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think like it works only because like, how does he then get under his skin to try to get him to like make a mistake? Mm -hmm. Cause like, I think Derek shows throughout the whole movie that he is just like a lot smarter than these people upstairs. So he knows that like going there, I don't know. It kind of made sense to me. And that, yeah, I mean, it makes sense why they did it, because they wanted the nine to want him dead instead of just want him out of the building. Um, So, but yes, it was a little flimsy. Essentially, what they said was um, he got fired uh, be, and, and why they they made him write something that said, I don't think you should sue this former business partner um, because you probably will lose the case. But in reality, they just missed the filing deadline. So yeah. the company, it, it, it's just this corporate bullshit somebody dropped the ball and they needed to scapegoat somebody and it fucked up the but the weird thing is if they were going to hide it from vanguard in the first place why did they need to fire anybody i don't know right 
that's the thing yeah. that's why it's just so like i don't know it's so flimsy, it's flimsy. it just like can't get into it and it's hard for me to justify because like i don't know eh. it, like if he if he released something that like eh, people could connect to on a personal level of like the ceo in an affair yeah or the ceo like you, like i don't know meeting with Saddam Hussein just yeah. like whatever it's something that everybody Why can didn't connect they just with make it that this company somehow was involved with another company who was responsible for making the virus or something you know what I mean yeah. and then he yeah, was like info out just I know it's a law firm it doesn't make sense but it could it would have been better than this yeah, yeah I, just I remember the first time watching this I was like this is like Scott Pilgrim or something this is just like we'll say some stuff to make it to make it make sense why this outlandish scenario is happening like this is a whole this is a movie based on one outlandish scenario and we're just this is all set dressing to just get there yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is what it is um it, but it, did you also just think that derek's a mary sue how so well so like <laughs> you already mentioned how he just kind of like he knows all the ins and outs of the law yeah and so he's able to like he's he's able to take down that douchebag at the beginning mm-hmm. as well because he's like oh i got this on my phone ready for yeah. you yeah. you're gonna harass this woman haha i think not <laughs> yeah and yeah. then like he can like take down everybody with his mind but then yeah. when it turns into violence he can also take down everybody with violence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like at no point does yeah. he have like a weak spot no That's, i mean he's he he's a pretty one dimensional character <laughs> like he's just like yeah he's superman a little bit yeah. like um well i think what they did like they tried to set him up early as like i'm kind of this ineffectual kind of guy but then the character of him like as when he gets promoted to the corner office or whatever is like he's already got this like all this you know machismo going now right like if they would have made it like a a a little bit of an underdog story but like he's not ever really an underdog Mm -mm. no no i feel like it almost i mean especially the way it ended in him making a decision is that he probably would have lived this very bullshit corporate life doing whatever he would have like because he was good at it because he could and then you know whatever this virus uh, basically giving him the realization that he's like I don't fucking need any of this stuff. I'm out and mm-hmm. making that decision to leave. Like he may have never left. You know, I think that's a pretty common scenario in a job oh, yeah, like yeah. this, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. And on top of it all, he can paint. He's a fucking right. Mary Sue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Asshole. Um, that was actually a paint by numbers class. If you'd miss that. Oh, okay. I didn't, my bad. <laughs> um, I'm joking. <laughs> they did the, uh, the the first mini boss is the HR guy and the HR guy they call the reaper he has this like cane he comes in earlier and fires um you know to fire Derek and it's like when he comes to your office like you're fucked you know whatever you know what's so great about that character is just like he is the epitome of what people think about HR people like you just hate him immediately and they did such HR a good job people and i have a few friends and a and a cousin who's an HR professional HR people are generally the scum of the fucking earth. Right. I'm just gonna say it right. <laughs> That's now. what I'm saying. Like they, 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 they he, will he act well like they're your played. friends, but they are there to protect one thing, which is the best interest of the company they work mm-hmm. for. They are basically the in-house, yeah, person to just you know 
I, I don't say they're not necessarily a lawyer, but like they are the in-house person that are just there to make sure, um, you know, at all costs, the company is protected. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I've met a couple of good HR people, uh, but most, but almost all the worst people I've ever met in my professional <laughs> life are HR people too. Um, Anyway, so he's he's definitely that, but he's not scary or intimidating at all. Like he's kind of like basically just says like, oh, it's my job. This is what we're going to do. Like he's almost this guy who's like just holding the power over his head. Mm-hmm. Type of, I, Untouchable I don't know. Yeah. is what I felt like. He's like, yeah, yeah. no matter what, you can't do anything to me. So yeah. go fuck yourself. But when they do have it out, he goes back. It's this very much this role reversal situation where now Derek is saying some of the things he said to him when he was firing them. But now he's talking about basically how he's going to kill him, which <laughs> which funny enough is actually like um, they make a mistake in the editing doing this. Oh, really? And they use a bad take. So when the Reaper comes to fire Derek at the first time, he says, mind if I come in and. Uh, Derek replies, what if I said no? Which isn't right. You would say, what if I said yes? Because you would mind. Yes. Mm. But when Derek shows up later, he he probably uses the correct line, which is, is now a good time? Or is it okay if I come in? Oh, uh, mm. okay. So they just did, they used the wrong take for the Reaper yeah, in the earlier of the film, so it doesn't it it doesn't line up perfectly. There's like yeah. a lot of editing mistakes in this film too, and I, maybe a, I'll a talk weird about weird <laughs> movie. It's a weird movie because there's it's really a fun movie. Yeah, and there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of potential. But like, okay, here's a great example: the HR guy. They have this fight. They have this scene where they look like they have him dead to rights, but then he stabs. Derek's hand to the table with scissors mm-hmm. yeah. and then attacks Melanie and then they have this fight struggle on the ground with Melanie and then Melanie takes a little um, it was like a circular saw or something I forget mm-hmm. and just basically like guts him with it you don't see it like you yeah. don't see there's so many off off screen kills mm-hmm. and spots where you're like okay you're trying to make this movie this like ultra violent type of thing and it's just not like there's so much stuff that happens off screen. Yeah. I, I wonder if they're trying to preserve kind of like the lightheartedness of it. Mm. Maybe. Because like, uh, have you have either of you seen the Belko experiment? Yeah. No, I have not. That one. That one gets really gritty at mm-hmm. points. They talk and, about it on. Yeah. The episode of Last Drive In. But I've yeah. not seen it. I'm sure because they both kind of came out at the same time. And like the Belko experiment, I think was. Uh, it was at least written by James Gunn's brothers mm. and maybe directed as well. And then mm. I think one of James Gunn's brothers in it is in it as well. So, mm. yeah, I yeah. remember liking it. I need to go back and rewatch it because I remember in our text thread, you kind of mentioned that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. liking it and it being like insane. And then but it has that same vibe completely of like shutting down a building and basically yeah. zombies going loose to yeah. It's also on Tubi. It's also, I mean, that, that's. Let's remember, all this is stolen from Gremlins too, as well. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, great line here from Melanie. They're trying to get into the door uh, where the HR guy is before you know. Obviously, he gets killed. When they're first trying to get in, she just screams, "You open doors like my grandmother fucks!" <laughs> <laughs> just screams it at him. It's a good line. Um, 
So, uh, you know, the office, like I said, is complete chaos by this point. Everyone's fighting, freaking out, whatever. Um, they have a nail gun, uh, which we've established at this point now. Um, so, uh, that you thought that they were going to nail gun the, uh, uh, the HR guy, but uh, again, ultimately Melanie kills him with this other, um, with a little circular circular saw. Oh, one other thing I heard in the background at this point too, and I think this actually might've been right before they went in to see the HR guy. Um, you heard somebody in the background going, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> I'm out, like just the line from uh, yeah. Half-Baked. Um, so uh, yeah, we talked about the extras actually having sex in the background. Um, oh, after they kill the HR guy, then it's, it, the whole idea was they wanted like this is how much of a video game it is. You literally have to have key cards to go to different levels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, right. me yeah. it's Metal Gear Solid. Like it's literally, <laughs> you just need different key cards to go to different levels. You have to kill a boss, take his key card, go to a different thing. So they get the key card off of him. Then they go to the siren and they are waiting on her and she's kind of held up in her office. Um, like I said, at this point, like there's a bounty out on Derek's head. Um, eventually they get in the sh and the showdown first, but before the actual like siren thing is it's all the sirens like lackeys basically. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've become like fully tribal. Like they have like bandanas and like <laughs> almost like if you were to create like a Mad Max type situation in an office, this is what has occurred. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you have the sh showdown between them and Derek and Melanie. This, um, this is another funny editing mistake, too, yeah. is like he's giving that big speech to the group. Yeah. And telling because he's them on the phone, a speakerphone with like a, a psychiatric like or like a hostage negotiator. But yeah, it's like yeah. a psychiatrist. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, during that during that speech, um, you, like they they're gearing up, they're ready to go and like. Melanie puts her sunglasses down mm -hmm. and then she puts them down again. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Like they, they do. She does it in a wide shot. And then like he's not even halfway through his speech. But then they do a close up of her sla slamming him down for go oh, time. And it's like, come on. You didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> the whole this whole scene is really, really corny with like the legal speech and stuff. It's meant to be very tongue in cheek, mm -hmm. but it could have come across really lame but um he actually pulls it off pretty well yeah because he has such intensity and uh like i said if you know glenn from the walking dead you're like already kind of rooting for him i guess but like he <laughs> i don't dislike this movie like i said there's a lot of issues i happily watched it again i'll probably watch it probably won't be the last time i watch it mm -hmm. but if it wasn't for derek uh yeah, I mean that's he makes the whole movie pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, I and, think and, also and just like like him and Melanie together. Like I don't even know if it would actually be as interesting if they didn't like team up throughout the whole yes. thing. I mean they're the best part right. of the movie for sure. Um, she doesn't. They don't give her a lot to do though. Yeah, just be badass and funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean she just she's she is relegated to like this sidekick role. Yeah, and then when she's supposed to have her big like comeuppance. Or not come up and but a big revenge mm -hmm. against the 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 Smythe lady. It's Derek's the hero again, mm -hmm. which we'll get to, and then you don't even see it. It happens off screen. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like really that was that that was the worst part of the movie in my opinion. But we're about to get to it. Um, and then also here's another one. Um, they keep showing the siren is like super mad, or I'm sorry, super mean. I mean, 
to her um, assistant or mm-hmm. her, uh, uh, you know, if it's her secretary or whatever, her, her, which her name is coincidentally Meg. And uh, when she comes in, she's always like, make some more fucking coffee, Meg, and like being a total <laughs> asshole to her. And then um, they're like, they do this deal to basically uh, get the the her security clearance because she's got the highest security clearance. So let her go right to the top. But they're like, Meg, go get, because she gives it to Meg to go hide it. Mm -hmm. So when Meg comes back, Meg has microwaved the card as a fuck you. (laughs) And she has double crossed her to the nine. And uh, they gave her a job or whatever. Well, then Meg ends up killing the siren. But they do it off screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How are you going to have her die off screen? Yeah. You want you want to see that epic death. Oh, I, that was su- that was mm. when I it kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah. But so things really kind of play out as you would expect. Derek and Melanie fall in love, have a pretty have like a pretty hot fucking scene. I'm not going to lie, um, <laughs> but fully clothed. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All this costs money, Brian. Yeah. That really, uh, you, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know exactly how famous Samara Weaving was at this point, but yeah. still too famous to, you know, like for the budget of this film. I guess so. <laughs> if My you God. can't, you can't say I can't afford to film in Pittsburgh, <laughs> but I can't afford to get Samara Weaving's top off. <laughs> I know. Like, it's, I just, just, it's not in have there. A, have it from behind and have it, have it be a double. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even care. I, I'm not even like, oh, I want to see Samara Weaving's boobs. Like, that's not even what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, don't do fully clothed fucking. That's completely at odds with the whole thing. Right. They're yeah. supposed to have yeah. no inhibitions and be going wild. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to go. They've, it should have been, <laughs> been in blood. It should have been in blood. They've gone wild. <laughs> um, no, it's like a. Never mind. That was a really obscure reference. Anyway, um, <laughs> look, I think I think the reason why their clothes stayed on is just because mm-hmm. they were there to quickly burst nerds. They're yeah. not trying to. <laughs> but no, they weren't though. They laid there and and had freaking yeah, it, pillow it, talk they afterwards. They did. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did make it seem like it wasn't just a quickie. Yeah. That that reference, by the way, which I don't know if you guys picked up on, was an Always Sunny in Philadelphia reference. Remember when they turned the oh, bar? They turned right, the yeah. bar into anything goes. <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. and then there's all the girls come up, and it's like you girls want to go wild, and they'll show they'll show Dennis their boobs, and he'll throw <laughs> beads at him and go, "You've done it! You've gone wild." <laughs> that's great. Any, anyway, that's from like season one, I think. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, the, that just uh, that just bummed me out. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so like I said, they fall in love. You know, uh, they're they're going to be together forever now. All of a sudden, but then there is this situation where um, they're trying to get to, or yes, so they go to the the Smythe lady or whatever thing, and basically. Um, she kind of like seemingly outsmarts them saying that like, yeah, I could sign this and you could force me to sign this, but it's going to, um, you know, I'm just going to plead temporary insanity as soon as this is over and fuck mm-hmm. you. But then I'm like, why don't you have her sign it and then kill her? Yeah. Duh. The fuck? I'm not a criminal <laughs> mastermind to figure that out. But anyway, um, but then she, she, so they basically say, no, you got to go the whole way up to do this. Okay, fine. So she says, uh, uh, Derek, she propositions Derek to basically 
Um, you know, stab Melanie in the back. Seemingly, Derek takes that bait, um, smacks Melanie in the head. She wakes up. She's tied to a chair. She feels very betrayed, whatever. Then they, like, kiss, and you can tell he passed something to her in his mouth. And I'm like, what's it going to be, the keys? No, he had taken apart the chair and passed in his mouth to her a screw which apparently was to communicate that the chair had been taken apart. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, I think you did though, miss a pretty funny scene though with the IT guy, which I saw oh, was actually yes, I the, did miss. which That's I the was, director, yeah, was yeah. the director. Yeah. Because he cracked me up and especially finding out this woman we're talking about has a, has a foot fetish. Oh yes. Yes. I did miss that. I didn't that go pretty. over that part. Yeah. The smite lady or whatever, they do this thing basically to get into her office or to not to get in her office, to, but to blackmail her. And that was the whole thing is she wants, um, her hard drive or something. Her back. hard drive back because yes, the IT guy gave her a um, uh, a virus. You know, basically put like some sort of malware on her computer, um, and they erased her hard drive. But then they're like, "Oh, we have it backed up here," and they went up and basically said like, "Oh, we have it backed up on this like external hard drive," and they smash it. And yeah, whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's like data. So like she did obviously, <laughs> but it's like it's not. Yeah, I don't know. The stakes were not, didn't feel very high. Um, <laughs> it's the feet. We don't. We didn't see any of the feet pictures. So, yeah, I mean, we wanted to we see don't her really sucking know. feet. Let's see some Show feet. Suck feet. <laughs> um, there was a really good scene though at this point where um, he uh, Derek beats, finally kills like the the bodyguard guy, the CEO that killed his friend earlier, and he like beats the shit of him, holds him down, is about to spray mace in his face, but Derek opens his mouth, he sprays it in his mouth, and he spits the mace back in his eyes. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. I, I was yeah. like, I, I don't think I've seen that before. Yep. Um, and then stabs him in the brain. <laughs> right. Brains. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so this is when, you know, Derek does the old, uh, you know, trick to with the taking the chair apart i'm like when did he have time to take the chair apart because he's a mary sue it just (laughs) sucks i that's part suck too um but it doesn't matter whatever it doesn't really detract that much from the movie because the whole thing is just kind of bonkers yeah Um, it's it's not like this is like a smart you know high level yeah Mm -hmm. this isn't we're not talking like a christopher nolan type film where he like oh and then matthew mcconaughey disassembled a chair while you weren't looking (laughs) to to go back in time for his fucking whatever yeah you know (laughs) no this is just like yeah this is this the whole thing has like video game logic to it as well which i think is what makes it work so they offer he gets up there derek rolls into the to the boardroom and they offer him you know the basically you're made in the shade situation here. We're going to give you the big boy job and you get a bajillion dollars and all this types of stuff. And then the <laughs> there's these two, like, I don't know, just hookers. I'm not sure that are there. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm going to suck your dick or something. They're listing off all the things that like he gets <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, you're going to get company car and cell phone and gas allowances, and I'm going to blow you from behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it just so over the top. Again, it's very cartoonish. Um, and then the one tries to stab him in the 
eye and actually stabs the other one in the eye. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so um, he fights the CEO. It's the final boss thing. The, the final, I mean, so far as like so much of like a where the boss has like move sets like he's got his weapon which is his <laughs> right. golf club right but but then he also like goes back to his bag to get other clubs which yeah. is the time when you have to hit him and then also he has like coke which he's doing coke the whole time we didn't mention he even like blows coke in his face so again he has like a whole series of move sets really hit him uh, with the mr fuji <laughs> yeah he did he hit him with the old mr fuji uh powder in the eyes salt in the eyes um so then Derek pretty much has him dead to rights hanging over a balcony and then they all do the whole vote thing, which is what they did to, to Derek earlier. It's like a, a Roman gladiator type, you know, thumbs down or thumbs sideways or no, they do the slit the throat. Yeah. You know, they're going to slit the throat kind of thing. Um, and of course uh, they do. And then Derek gives him a, a you know, a, a little Mac full on power punch, <laughs> launches him over the railing. He falls a million floors down. It's asinine. Um, then they make Derek the CEO. <laughs> the ending sucks so bad. It's terrible. They make Derek the CEO. We got to wrap this up, guys. That's, yeah, that's basically get, what this move was. Like that. Yeah. It was like, all right, we got three days left and so these Serbians are going to kill us. So we got to get the fuck out of here. Um, they, they, He's, he takes the job as the CEO just long enough to give get Melanie's house back, and then he resigns. Um, and I'm going to be like, couldn't you also like take a bunch of money, like do <laughs> right. something? You know, you have them by the balls. Like, don't just yeah. Anyway, didn't they uh, do like a whole bunch of other bad stuff? Yeah, and the only thing you do is save like. Yeah, save your friend's house now. Yeah. What about all the other people's houses? Like, right. you know? They're not fucking over hundreds of people, thousands yeah. of people. Um, there isn't then, one low rent apartment complex you couldn't do something for. No, he's just like, no, nah, I'm going to go paint now. And, and he, he basically gets, he just fucks off. They go paint. And then he's like, be true to yourself. Don't be a don't work for a big corporation. <laughs> Stand credits, up. Credits. <laughs> yeah. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. Um it's a fun flick. It's not really good, but it's fun. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's something that you can just easily turn on in the background. There's some funny moments and it's it's fun to kind of watch like they do a good job with like all the chaos in the background. They do. So it's they make fun it to seem see. like there's some tons of people on screen, tons right. of action on screen. Yeah. It's shot pretty well, I mm -hmm. think. Um, the script isn't great. Um, the the performances honestly are good though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for, for not recognizing really anybody. The, like everybody does a pretty serviceable job and then like Samara Weaving I find very charming and then mm -hmm. Oh, is Stephen that, Young is that is, what you find her? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> incredibly charming it's all about charming <laughs> yes yeah, she is though she is because she's she's uh she is um she's the wild card you know yeah. what i mean mm -hmm. so she's like the 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 charlie murphy you know another uh always sunny reference like he's <laughs> he's in the background being fucking wild card charlie just mm -hmm. she's just doing weird shit yelling yeah. shit shooting fucking you know nails at people with a nail gun you know that sort of stuff yep. um yeah it doesn't have i'm just still i'm still stuck they're two remarkably attractive people right yeah. so are, we are we going back to Steve, this? No, Steve he's going back to the sexy and they 
so mad about the whole thing. <laughs> so mad. It's probably good they didn't add it. I was like looking on the, the Wikipedia and I mean, we already talked about like the budget being just like a thing, but it was like the budget was like 2.5 million, but they only box off a 17K-ish, which we already talked about it not being mm. that well received, but I'm like, it's Wait, probably their, good. the whole box office was only $17,000? Yep. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember it getting a big release yeah. in theater, wow. so yeah. It must have just been basically like a Maybe maybe it was something's made for a streaming service and then it Yeah, cuz where did it I I see I don't even remember this movie coming out. I don't remember it until it was on the last drive in like 2 or 3 years ago. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, I I, I only watched it cuz I actually remember seeing the Belko experiment first. Hmm. And then I just remember watching this because it was like, oh yeah, like there's this other movie that's supposedly around the same thing. So mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I always find that funny when, like, movies get released with basically the same plot. You know, yeah. and it's, I think around that time when it came out, because I remember, I feel like I remember, like, where I was living and, like, that time, a period of my life. And, like, I definitely remember watching it at, like, home on a streaming service. But um, I find it interesting because I feel like at that point, too, it was like The Walking Dead was really getting to its, like, peak and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, all of these things were coming out at the same time, mm-hmm. capitalizing on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's free on the Tubi. Absolutely worth a watch on the Tubi. Uh, wouldn't pay money to see it. I would actually say um, if you got Shutter, go watch it on uh, The Last Drive-In because it was a really fun episode, I remember, because it was the double feature for the night was this first and then Tetsuya the Iron Man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it's a dissonant. And I remember like putting that that movie on second. Like I watched this movie and I love a double feature that's got a beers movie and then a weed movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you start, the, you start the double feature at like nine o'clock with the beers movie. You slug some beers. You watch some crazy shenanigans. Then you transition into movie number two. You start smoking a little bit of, you know, the devil's lettuce. And then <laughs> you watch the wacky ass uh, fucking crazy cyberpunk flick second. Yeah. I mean, or you could just drop fucking LSD right into your <laughs> eye and watch Tetsuo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is a wacky movie if you have not seen That's it. Um, so, well... Excellent, guys. Any other final thoughts on Mayhem? I don't know. Go, like I said, go on. It's free on Tubi, and so is the Belko experiment. So you can double feature those. Mm-hmm. Go check out Exiled. That's also on Tubi. Go check yeah. out Life Force. It's also on Tubi. Oh fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. Is oh you know what I've been wanting to watch lately? Um, because I watched it when it first came out and I remember it was terrible, and now all of a sudden it's getting all this love again, mm-hmm. and I want to rewatch it. And it's probably still terrible. Um, Blair Witch 2. Oh, yeah. That's probably still terrible. Yeah. I heard it was so... Now, I was a huge fan of the first one, but I was also like right in the perfect age when that came out. Yeah. See, um, I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I When I first watched Blair Witch, I was like... It was a perfect environment. It was like... I was, what, what year did it come out? Like 99? Yeah. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 14 years old. I've got... I'm, you know, I was a bunch of friends in the dark Friday night popcorn. Like it was perfect. You know what I mean? So I had a very great and I've watched it since then. It doesn't hold up that as great. Obviously, it was very much of its time. But when it first came out, loved it. Uh, didn't see it in the theaters. Uh, 
but I, we, you know, like I said, we rented it. Remember going to the blockbuster, renting it, a bunch of us watched it. Um, when Blair Witch two came out, I was like, this is going to suck so bad. Uh-huh. And it's, it's completely departure. Doesn't have, it really feels like it has nothing to do with the first movie at all. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking it really sucked. And then like in the last month, I've heard like three or four people talk about how much they love Blair Witch two. Weird. And I'm <laughs> like, really? All right. Well, I'll you I, I'm still on the, I'm still on the Corvid, uh, um, which, uh, I realized why I just started organically calling it Corvid. <laughs> and I realized, none of like, us questioned it. Well, this is why. Down south, where my brother lives in Nashville, everyone calls it Covis. <laughs> All right. And my grandparents call it Covis. <laughs> Unironically, not, not like making a joke about it. They just call it Covis. I love this. And it, I've heard out in Philly, people call it. Corvid instead of COVID. <laughs> okay. And so I started calling it Corvid. Corvus or Crovis. And it never is it funny to me. I just call it Rune Dog. <laughs> the Rune Dog. I got Crovis? the Rune Dog in me. Crovis is also, I think, the name of a character on Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Guys, let's remind our listeners one more time because we got I'm really excited about this uh, showdown episode next next week. August showdown. August kicks off spooky season. Plus, I love me a fucking vampire flick, especially a weird ass vampire flick. So uh, if you are uh, inclined to do so, go watch these movies so you can hear us talk about them next week. We are going to do I'm going to do near dark 1987 near dark. Uh, Steve, what are you doing again? You're doing 2008's Let the Right One In, not to be confused, not to be confused with Let Me In, which is the uh, remake. I mean, like, it was Don't. only a few years later, wasn't it? Like 2011 or some mm. shit? It was yeah, something yeah. Like that. Maybe not that soon, but it was like, it was really close. It was, yeah. Um, yes, watch the original. It is, uh, it's, it's a great one. And Meg is doing Martin, Martin 1977, and you can find it on YouTube's. That's where I yep. found it. I got yeah. it on DVD. Oh, Ooh. I don't. That's one of the few uh, uh, Romero flicks I do not have a physical copy of. I was just really, I'm, I'm excited to like talk about it because I, I didn't actually until we started talking about this episode, I didn't really know it existed. And then I watched it and I was like, you know what? Mm. I'm going to go with it. It's been probably a decade since I've seen it. So I'm looking forward to watching that one again. If you want to see some of the ugliest interiors of Pittsburgh homes from the seventies. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> oh, wait till I show it. I got, I'll post, I'll post a picture of it. I was at a really cool movie theater way, way up uh, in upstate New York, right on Lake Ontario, actually uh, in Oswego. Um, oh, I grew up there. New York. Yeah. Um, there's a little theater. I'm going to forget the name of it. Um, an old, old theater. Um, and But they were playing like new movies. We, we took the kids to see fucking new Despicable Me movie or whatever the Minions movie in there. Um, but such a cool theater. Mm. And I went in the bathrooms and they were the wildest, ugliest bathrooms I've ever seen in my life. And I was also wearing like the ugliest shirt ever made. So I'll send you guys the picture. It looked like I, the shirt. It looked like I was born in this bathroom. It was very strange. I'll send you guys a picture of That's it. That's funny. Um, uh, for your uh, Oswego bathroom Twitter or whatever. Um, all right, guys, uh, we've done it. Anything else I'm forgetting? Nope. 
Don't go think check so. us out on the social medias. I'll try to do it. I'm going to do it in one take here with Crovis Brain. It's <laughs> <laughs> a can. real thing, man. Yeah, ready? All right. Go check us out on the social medias. It's uh, at Halloween is forever. Um, I already fucked it up. <laughs> I was like, you, you should not keep as going. As soon as I said I it, your face. my eyes just started closing. Um, no, well, I'm not going to do it. Just search Halloween's Forever on any social medias. Uh, I'm going to fucking die, you guys. Um, oh and God. Meg is responsible for murdering us. Guys, I did say that I like just like torturing and making people's life miserable. So um, I guess this is on brand for me. All right. Well, this is the last time. We're probably going to see Because <laughs> I'm feeling real bad all of a sudden. All right. We'll talk to you next week when we discuss them some bitchin' uh, vampire flicks. Um, for the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm the Rune Dog, Jesse James. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>